You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Happy Friday from Sprott Money News at SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, December the 18th, 2020, and it's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us this week is Christopher Mullen of the TechnicalTraders.com. Chris, now a frequent guest of the Weekly Wrap-Up. Chris, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, Craig. I know many of you were expecting Eric today. I was as well. I last spoke with Eric uh, earlier this week. And as many of you know, he's been dealing with some pretty significant health issues within his family. He thought he was going to be back this week, but has unfortunately uh, had to decline and focus on uh, obviously more important things again this week. Uh, We wish Eric's family all the best. We hope he can join us again very soon. Uh, and we are, though, very fortunate to have Chris join us. This will probably be the last weekly wrap-up of the year and that next Friday is Christmas. And uh, the Friday after that is New Year's Day. So this may be our last one. Maybe by uh, the first Friday in uh, January, Eric will be back. But it's great to have Chris hit in. And, uh, and, and again, pointing out that it is almost Christmas. Uh, if you've been saving and waiting all year for the right time to buy, well, now with just two weeks left in the year, it is the perfect time to visit SprottMoney.com for our end-of-the-year sale. We have iced the price on a number of top products until December 31st, so check out our special prices at SprottMoney.com, or of course, just give us a call at 888-861-0775. Um, Chris. I've been really looking forward to speaking with you this week because, as most folks know, it's been a very good week for the precious metals, and uh, we look like we're finishing it strong here today. Uh, Let's start with gold. It has crawled back above its 50-day moving average. It's a good, solid, at least $100 off the lows from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, We're heading into what has been typically a pretty strong seasonality trade in the end of December and then into January. How do you feel about gold at this point? Yeah, I mean, I really, I really like gold. Uh, the, the price action we've seen, uh, where it hit eighteen hundred and kind of washed out, uh, more or less, where price broke out back last July. So that uh, seventeen fifty area, there was a, a little consolidation back in July, before gold just started that massive run from you know uh, seventeen fifty all the way to uh, almost twenty one hundred, uh, and, and so that's price dipped all the way back down. It got down to that 1800, 1750 area, which, believe it or not, was a, a Fibonacci measured move from the August highs. And I talked about this mid-August after we saw the knee-jerk reaction bounce from that initial drop in gold. The the momentum was saying we should get down to around that 1800 mark, give or take. That should find a very significant bottom. If it gets there, uh, don't don't really start to panic because that is actually a really critical breakout point on the chart. It's also a measured move where sentiment and uh, momentum should carry price. And it, it was great because we saw that hit a few weeks ago and everyone was panicking, which is what creates a market bottom. When everyone gives up on it, panics out, that's when we see uh, those shares exchange hands to new people who are ready to hold gold for a longer time. And and that's what we've seen, a strong rally the last couple of weeks in gold and, and now gold it's not in a new uptrend yet. We really need to see it break around 1920 uh, to me on the charts for it to break out of this giant multi-month bull flag. But overall gold is looking primed and ready to start another major leg up, which could carry us 
to roughly the the $22, $2,300 mark going forward. And January is typically a really good month for gold in terms of the U.S. dollar uh, to gold uh, value there. That's for sure. It's been about, uh, actually, last I saw seven Januarys in a row have uh, finished in the green anywhere from 2 to 6%. Mm-hmm. We can make it eight in a row. You know, one thing that's got my interest is silver. Because, you know, it seemed like for most of this year, especially after QE to infinity began in March, Chris, it was gold that was rolling higher and silver was kind of dragging its feet and languishing and then finally rushed to catch up in the summertime. It's kind of flip-flopped here. Uh, silver seems to be progressing a little quicker than gold. Do you see it that way? For sure. There's there's no doubt. When you look at, uh, use like a relative strength strategy, which is comparing, you know, one asset to that of other assets, uh, silver is definitely outperforming gold. It's taken the lead and it's got a really strong chart pattern. I mean, it didn't break to lower, it didn't break the October or the September low. It actually held its ground. Um, silver is now making a series of higher lows. It's As of yesterday, it's making a higher high as well. And we've broken a falling trend line in a giant multi-month bull flag, which gold is still pretty far from breaking. Gold needs to get above 1920 to break that. Well, silver's busted through it clear as day. It's trading its third day above that level, and it's above the November highs. So silver's looking really good. It seems to be that money continues to have confidence in silver over gold. So there's a lot of people piling into the silver sector and trying to find leverage on this this play to, to try and make the most on the next upside leg. So silver to me is breaking out. It's broken out. And uh, it's been, a, you know, the top kind of performing metal uh, over the last few weeks here. Yeah. Do you, do you think, Chris, um, because it's a, you know, kind of an industrial metal at this point, you know, we've seen copper is what at eight or nine year highs and uh, silver has been falling relative to copper. At least it was back earlier in November is is silver now kind of rushing to catch up in that uh, with the dollar selling off as much as it has? So, you know, all of a sudden commodities in general are moving higher. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we're obviously people are very confident in in the future, uh, the economy, the economic future, because people are moving into um, obviously copper is a sign that people are confident there's going to be more industry. There's going to be all kinds of growth. So we typically see copper move up and it has been on fire the Dow Jones Industrial Average is really picking up speed. The small cap stocks are outperforming. So people are definitely investing in the future is going to be brighter. And silver being pretty industrial, obviously, it should help silver. And that could be a big part of it. And I know I know, really right now, I know a lot of people in terms of more focused on precious metals, silver is the one that's got the most upside potential out of, out of all these plays. And so we're definitely seeing the uh, aggressive investors moving into silver as well, because if silver breaks out and run runs, we're going to have a very big run. That's going to dwarf the move in gold. Uh, so uh, there's definitely a few things at play. It's the better metal for, for gains. It also has a little bit of a, an industrial aspect to it, uh, but I still see it more of a precious metal than so yeah. industrial. All right. So then that leads us to the, some of these shares because, you know, Eric and I always like to discuss the individual shares, and, and we'll save uh, some of the individual names for him. But, you know, it's um, kind of that rising tide lifts all boats. And if the shares in general are getting a bid, then your specific company is probably going to benefit from that, whichever one you're a big fan mm-hmm. of. Um, I've been following 
the silver miners pretty closely. In fact, I on my side, I update everybody on what my little puny little trades are, and I've been along some calls on this SILJ, which is an ETF of junior silver miners. Um, I, it sure looks interesting to me. What uh, what do you see when you look across the mining shares, the ETFs, um, and is there a potential they're kind of foreshadowing some of these gains in silver? For sure, I, I love I love SILJ because. Uh, well, first of all, I'm long it with subscribers. It, to me, is the absolute best upside potential going forward here. So uh, I use a strategy called BAN, best asset now. It's it's a relative strength strategy. And going back to um, early November, silver miners, the SILJ, became one of the best uh one of the best sectors. It was showing all the signs to becoming a leader. Now, obviously, the vaccine news came out right after it broke out and, and took the wind out of the sails. But SILJ, the silver miner juniors, continue to hold up. It's making a series of higher lows. And just yesterday, it made a new uh, or it's making higher highs and it's threatening to break the November highs. It's got a very strong chart. In fact, SILJ, I think two or three times this week alone, we've seen it being the best performing sector out of all the different sectors and small industries out there. It just is absolutely killing it. And so I really like it. It's got about 60% upside from where it is right now. If this breakout actually confirms and has the legs behind it, there's going to be a huge run going into probably the end of January for silver miners. So it's a really good uh, pattern going forward. Um, when you when you look at it, obviously a lot of people move into the leveraged plays around a commodity. So if we think silver is going to go up, why would we want to get into silver that's going to rally 25% when we can get into the leveraged play like the the miners that are going to go up 60% or more? So that's that's where the excitement comes in, and seeing these become the leaders is telling me, hey, big money's moving in. They're expecting metals. Typically, metals follow the shares, not always, but more often than not, they do. So if miners are outperforming, it means we're probably going to be see silver outperform as well and take off. And, and, and so that's the really exciting part here is we keep seeing it displayed uh, over the last month and a half repeatedly that huge money keeps moving into silver miners. They're supporting the price and the volume is really big. So there's there's definitely some big players moving into this sector expecting upside. Are you noticing that in other sectors within the mining share arena, if you will, Chris? I mean, I, I recorded a podcast uh, on my site a couple of days ago, and I kind of laid out, I thought the silge looked the best, and then the GDXJ after that, and then the GDX just still looks like bleh. Um, are you noticing that too? Are you noticing kind of within? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not that exciting. I mean, there's the the SGDM, which is the the Sprott Gold Miner ETF. It's very similar to the other ones. Um and it, they're all in a downtrend. There's nothing really exciting about them at this point. They're not really breaking out. Uh and that's what's exciting about the silver miners is they're leading the way. And I mean, if you if you go back, there's all kinds of reports that talk about relative strength strategies all the way to the 1920s. And the the results across the board with all these different firms that have done their research is if you buy into a leading sector or a leading stock, it is 70 percent of the time it's going to continue to outperform the rest of the broad market uh, going forward for the next 12 months. Even if that sector falls out of favor, it's still actually still going to outperform the average. 
So I really, that's what I like about the silver miners is they're outperforming. You really want to be in those leaders at this point because they're, they're going to continue to go up. And even if the silver falls out of favor a little bit, they're still going to outperform the SP 500 on average. They're going to outperform um, gold and silver on average. So you just kind of got to stick with these leaders. Gold miners just aren't quite in favor yet. They will play catch up. I have no doubt, but um, you really want to stick, I think with the silver at this point, because that is where the money's going that the charts are all pointing to much higher prices. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Hey, and let's look at kind of one broad uh, picture topic before we go. And I'm referring to the dollar. It's been the dollar index, you know, which is always kind of this kind of specious thing in a, in a sense, because you're just simply measuring the dollar versus these other fiat that are all kind of devaluing at the same rate, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and but But regardless... We've watched the dollar just uh, really collapse, especially since March. Uh, I don't know. I'm curious to get your thoughts. We were watching at my site uh, the, the, the couple of weeks in a row we closed below 91. I thought really kind of opened the possibility to fall into the 80s. And now here we are this week. From a big picture, as we turn the corner into next year, it would probably benefit it if uh, the dollar remained weak. It'd be a wind, you know, some wind in our sails. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you follow the dollar much and what do you see? Yeah, I, I do. And um, I talk yeah. about it quite often. When you look at the dollar index chart, uh, like the monthly chart, and you go all the way back to the early 2000s, I mean, I feel like we're having that a big breakdown like we saw in 2002, where uh, more or less equities are kind of in this exhaustion phase where everyone, this excess phase, everybody's just piling into stocks. Everybody wants stocks, stocks, stocks and real estate. And they all become overpriced. And we know all these stocks are overpriced. The P.E. ratios are ridiculous. Commodities are commodity index like the Bloomberg index is, you know, we're way down there at like like decade lows or 100 year lows. It's crazy. Some of these the valuations are so out of skew. And I think we could be going into a massive dollar devaluation. I think we could see 85. I think we could see 80. And obviously that is going to send metals uh, through the roof to the upside it should anyway um so i'm i'm really bearish on the dollar i think it's going to just continue to grind its way lower and um that's going to definitely help the precious metals sector and uh then the miners going forward so as you go with best asset now we've talked about silver and the silver miners but i know you're looking everywhere i mean you look across all markets uh before we wrap up anything else that kind of on your mind catching your eye I I mean obviously Bitcoin's got everyone's attention. Uh, it broke the twenty thousand mark. Uh, it exploded to the upside. It, you know it, it's interesting because Bitcoin put in this uh, this big rally over the last couple months. It came up and hit its head on that twenty thousand dollar level that it hit back in twenty eighteen, and then had this really sharp pullback in price. Uh, it was like a one day drop, and the next day it reversed and went the opposite direction even more to the upside. But it created this topping topping kind of phase this range and i was talking with subscribers earlier this week saying hey here's the this top range more or less it was like twenty thousand down to like sixteen thousand eight hundred i said if you were to take that and, and draw a box on the chart and then take that box and just move it up on the chart and stack it on the highs that we saw in november on top of twenty thousand the top of that box is going to be the next key resistance area just based on this volatility of this this kind of reversal pullback that happened 
And it's interesting because we hit that level yesterday. We 24,000 uh, was about that level, and we hit that yesterday. And today the market's pulling back Bitcoin to 22,600, which if you use Fibonacci extensions from the September lows to the November highs, it's hit its 618 target. And I use Fibonacci extension all the time. I use the 618 as the first resistance level if something starts to rally. And then I use the 100% measured move. And so in this week alone, we've seen two targets from a technical standpoint get hit by Bitcoin, which is the 22,000 and the 24,000. And typically what happens if, if price consolidates at the 618 percentage level, uh, then we're Oh, we almost always go up to the 100% measured move, which is 26,600 for Bitcoin. So there's still a lot of upside potential in Bitcoin. But here's the thing. It's in new territory. It's going parabolic, mean, meaning yeah. there's huge volume. Everyone's talking about it. It feels like everyone's chasing it again. And it could definitely spike up to 26. It actually could go a lot higher. We don't know how high it's going to go. There is no resistance up here. We're, we're up in space now. Um, so it could be an amazing ride to the upside, but the type of price action we have, it could drop 15 or 20 percent in a in a heartbeat when you wake <laughs> right. up in the morning. So right. you just have to understand, like, I mean, it's in a raging bull market. It has no overhead resistance. It's in an uptrend. The odds are it's still going to go higher. But just know it is going to be an absolute wild ride. Dumping large amounts of money into of your account into this at this point is you are flipping a coin that one day you could lose 15 or 20 percent and it could be putting in a top and it could take years to get back just like we saw the last time it did this in 2018 so you got to be really cautious trading it if you're aggressive this is you know this is like going to the casino it's it's a lot of fun you can put the put an edge in your favor but you got to be good with your position and risk management yeah no doubt about that tell everybody a little bit about the technical traders would you please Sure. Yeah. So uh, with the technical traders, I provide uh, a pre-market video every day before the opening bell. And, and I walk through all these charts, uh, gold, silver, miners, uh, the indexes, bonds, uh, Bitcoin. I walk through all of them and I, I, I recap on what happened yesterday, what's happening in pre-market that current day and how we expect prices to move throughout that session. And uh, and then everyone can figure out how to manage any positions we have if we think targets are going to get hit or whatever. And um, and then if there's any new trades, new some new best asset now that we want to get positioned in, then uh, you can go ahead and get into those. And I mean, we're we're having a, a pretty, pretty fun time watching these best assets take off like TAN, PBW, um, Hale, which is electric EV market. I mean, all these are up hundreds of percentage. Uh, from the March lows, I mean, these best assets just continue to just go higher and higher. And it's amazing when you focus on these strategies that have been proven for about 100 years already. Uh, some, it feels like you're buying near the top, but these markets just keep going. Money chases momentum. And when they're a market leader, they just keep going and going. And um, it's it's a pretty exciting strategy using following the best assets. So. It is, no doubt about it, and uh, very interesting to see those uh, precious metals. After this consolidation phase, a lot like last year, becoming maybe those best assets again on people's radar. Uh, mm -hmm. They will have some fun in January. Mm -hmm. um, Chris, thank you so much. Really appreciate you on short notice being able to sit in uh, for Eric. It's always very valuable to speak with you. It's just been great. I want to 
uh, wish you and your whole team a, a great holiday season. Yeah, well, thanks very much. Always a pleasure to be on the show and uh, have a great holiday yourself. And from all of us at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, we want to wish you all a great holiday season as well. It has been a very interesting 2020, no doubt about it. And we very much appreciate your patronage, your support, and uh, we look forward to a great 2021. Again, there's still time to do some holiday shopping at SprottMoney.com. And if you have any questions at all about bullion purchasing or bullion storage, just give us a call at 888-861-0775. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Chris Vermeulen, for sitting in. And uh, we'll be with you again first Friday in January for your next edition of the Sprott Money News Weekly Wrap-Up. Have a great weekend, everyone. <music>